Welcome to our Thought Leaders Talk Business Podcast, where we tap into the minds of business consultants and professionals to gain ideas and strategies to help you gain a competitive advantage. I am your host, Debbie Fleeman. Our guest today is Donna Smith-Bellinger, an internationally known speaker, author, and award-winning business coach whose corporate experience in sales, leadership, and business development has enabled her to create and implement strategies that elevate the revenue of her clients. Known for her razor-sharp insights, Donna is a master at communications and creating strategies that help her clients create sustainable revenue and become the leaders in their businesses and careers. Seen on television, heard on radio, and recognized by numerous national publications, Donna's mission is that her work affects more than just the bottom line. In this time of social distancing, it is even more important that you leverage every precious connection. As Donna says, if you are not selling, you are not making money. Welcome today, Donna Smith-Bellinger. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Debbie, for having me. Why don't we start by having you talk a little bit about your business, Donna, and what is it that you do? Debbie, I have been in sales and business development for over 40 years, unless you count Girl Scout cookies. If we go all the way back to Girl Scout cookies and all of those things, sales is something that literally saved my life as a skill set and as a gift. I was a teenage mom. I got disowned by my family for that, and I had to make my own way. It turns out that my gift was in sales. I didn't realize that there were certain things that I shouldn't be able to do for a variety of reasons, one of which being a woman. And I found myself in a lot of interesting situations. So my first corporate sales position was in vocational education. And in vocational ed, I went in as a student and came out as the first assistant director of admissions. And I stayed in education for over a decade, and then I moved over into my sweet spot, which is technology. In tech, I um, sold training, I sold software service, I sold hardware, all of that stuff, and that was a male-dominated space. But I was usually the uh, sales manager. And the funny thing is I didn't realize until about a month or two ago Uh, And I've been doing this for 40 years, but it it never was in the forefront of my brain that I never led a women's sales team. All of the sales teams that I managed and trained that turned into award-winning teams, these were all male sales teams because I was in high-ticket items where women didn't typically show up. It was kind of interesting. And, you know, back in the day, it it was a bit of a challenge. There weren't as many women in tech as there are now. After I got out of that, I moved over into consulting. And I got approached by a friend and 
that person said, why don't we start our own business? We can do a tech business. And I was like, huh, yeah, I don't have the money to start a tech business. That's, that's a big deal. This individual said to me, people know, like, and trust you. I'll be the capital, you be the face of. And so that launched our tech services firm. We did a lot of work um, with economic development organizations and also uh, with the city of Chicago. Eventually, however, I got weary of that and I went back into consulting. And what I do now in this business is help shorten the sales cycles for the businesses that I serve. When I work with the leaders of a variety of sales teams, and jokingly what I say is I work with business owners who are pretending to be sales managers or uh, sales professionals who are stalled or have specific goals to meet. And what I do is help you to get more clients, sell more to your existing clients, and increase your referrals to grow your bottom line. I love doing that. And in particular, I love when I do my give back work, where I do a lot of workshops and things for uh, women's professional groups. I work with women in STEM, women who are uh, home-based businesses. I specialize in sales training for people who hate to sell, or introverts, or millennials, people who don't like to feel uncomfortable. And then on top of that, I also am on the advisory board for Oakton Community College here in Illinois, helping them with some of their training development. And I have been an adjunct in both uh, business and entrepreneurship. So I kind of get around. What are some of the questions that you hear the most from prospects and your current clients? Typical questions are things like, I can't seem to get consistent performance from my sales team. It's up and down. I have people who are networking, but they're just spending time out on the street. I'm not getting my money's worth out of my marketing dollars. And it's so much fun to have these conversations because my entry point with most of these businesses is to uh, go in and do an assessment. And an assessment is not a huge, long, drawn out, heavy expense. I don't do it that way. I've been doing this for a very, very long time. But I can go in and have a conversation, ask some pre-qualification questions, and help them to pinpoint where the challenge is. Now, from that, they have options on what they want to do. They can work with me. They can work with someone else. If they need something that I don't do, I very quickly tell them, not my thing, but I can refer you to someone. Because at this stage of the game, I know what I do and I know what I don't. And I am not trying to be all things to all people. And that's a very comfortable place to be when you're that secure in uh, your capabilities and your value. Donna, I know that you have perfected the approach and that you take when you're working with a new client as well as your current clients. That's why they keep coming back. Your approach is proven. It works. It's solid. Can you tell us about that? The reason that my clients come to me largely through referrals, 
when I work with businesses and individuals, the first thing that I need to know is what is your exit strategy? And especially when I'm working with a sales professional, I ask them, okay, so what happens when you decide you don't want to do this anymore? What are you going to do? And it's interesting to me that sometimes I'll encounter people that haven't thought past that. They're thinking in terms of how to keep the lights on today as opposed to how I want to extract myself from this. It's like, how long do you plan on working? How long do you want to have this business? How do you want to position this business? When you exit from your firm, do you want to sell it? Uh, Do you plan to pass it on? Is it a legacy business? You know, and that determines what we need to do as far as sales and business development. Because I know, you know, Debbie, if you want to sell it, then we have to build the receivables. If you just want to retire from it and you're just going to fold up the shop, then when is enough? If this is a legacy, who are you training to be the next one to come in after you? Are you building leaders? Or are you just, you know, putting butts in seats? So those are key questions. And because I ask thought-provoking questions, I'm able to give better results to the people that I work with because now we're not just dealing with the revenue line, but we're dealing with how do you want this to work for you? Your business should not be a job you own. And if you are a sales professional, work is what you do to pay for who you want to become. So you are working in this particular position to finance your dream to do what? To do what? Is it right now is your short-term goal to win an award? Great. Let's put together a strategy to win the award. You're going for a promotion? Terrific. Let's do that. I have a mechanical engineer that I have been working with for a while who felt that they were not heard in their firm. And they were getting passed over for various projects, leadership roles. And when we began working together and they learned how to use sales conversations to raise their visibility and credibility within the organization, within the first year that we worked together, that person was able to raise their revenue by 30% through projects and raises. By the end of our second year, that person had negotiated and won a position in a Fortune 25 company, as opposed to the small suburban business they had been working with before. Now we're working on their exit strategy. The strategy is they want to, along with their partner, build a boat and sail around the world. I said, great, if we're going to build a boat and sail around the world, What do we need to learn and what do we need to create so that you can speak all around the world, get paid for your expertise, be that subject matter expert. So one of you is sailing the boat, the other one is going to speak in Geneva or whatever, and then you meet up in a pre-designated space. And that's what the goal is. So work is what you do to finance who it is you want to become. And you have to think beyond just the immediate. And now you know why you're doing what you're doing. And there's less frustration 
there's less stress, there's much more joy, you're more fun to be around, you're absolutely more interesting and more interested. And these are the things you have to take into consideration to differentiate yourself in today's market. Because we have a different type of customer base than we had even two years ago. With COVID and the way that things are now online and everyone is in the front row when you're on a Zoom call, just because you're at home and and in pajama pants doesn't mean your posture shifts, doesn't mean your facial expression shifts. You must still be that professional that you're asking them to invest in. So it's not just a matter of me saying, these are your goals. And and this is uh, the process one, two, three, four, that's going to get you there. I don't play those games. I want you to be happy in what you do. I want you to sell people on your value. I want the people that you know to be able to introduce you with confidence because they fully understand what you offer and why people want to work with you. So I'm not the typical sales trainer, but my people get atypical results as well. Donna, my biggest fear for you is that our listeners are going to contact you and they're going to tell you that they want to build a boat and sail around the world. (laughs) So you should start preparing for that. That is my fear. However, that would be a fun way to go. Donna, you literally wrote a book on networking that gave you a lot of exposure. How has networking changed over the years? And specifically today, how is it changing with virtual communication? Thank you so much for asking that, Debbie. Uh, The book that I wrote about five or six years ago, You Lost Me at Hello, Actionable Principles That Move You Beyond Networking, is a book that I wrote in self-defense. I got tired of answering the same questions over and over again. And I was like, here is your $10 solution. (laughs) Enjoy it. And um, the first chapter of the book states not everyone is going to like you and you really don't want them to because it's too time consuming. So that is my thought on networking. You must be interesting and interested. Now that we are online and we're in this COVID area, people are falling into two camps. One, you have the wait and see people who are just, I'm going to sit back. I'm not going to work that hard. I'm just going to wait and see when I can get back out and talk to people face to face because that's what makes me more comfortable. And then you have the people who realize that the bills are going to continue. The dreams are going to continue. If the shift's wonderful and they have something that they can just slide right back into, but if it does not, They have to create a new normal. And these people wisely understand that people are still spending great amounts of money. They are still investing in products and in lifestyles and in businesses. If you are not prepared to have those conversations virtually, 
you are going to get left behind. That's the first thing. The second thing is because we are online, the conversations are shorter. You're not having that cocktail or beer. You're not talking around a sandwich. You are staring at that individual and it's a tight conversation. There's almost an agenda. And what used to take an hour can now be done in 15 to 20 minutes. That means there are more people that you can reach in a typical workday. That also means that you have to be a bit more flexible in your scheduling. And it means that your pool of prospects is much greater than the territory that you previously worked in. I have conversations with people in the UK. I have conversations with people on all coasts. It's a wonderful thing. So this gives you an opportunity to increase, again, your visibility and your credibility across a lot of markets with the different types of networking events that are going on now. And the key is to be able to, and I have uh, something I cover with my clients regularly, you must be able to consistently communicate your competence in every conversation. So it's not, this is my name and this is my company. It's, this is who I am. This is the brand that I currently represent. And this is what people say about working with me. Because it's you that they are going to be focused on. Your company, they can Google that. They, you've got a website. You have all of these other things out there. They're looking at you. Do you look like you're interested in what their challenge is? Are you even asking or are you just assuming? Are you finding new ways to be of service and support to people? This is what today's buyer is looking for. They're not buying as much on price unless they're kicking tires, you know, and those types of things. But by and large, they are doing business now with people that they admire, that they respect, that are connected, that are interested in what's important to them. And when you have these conversations, you're staring them in the eye and, and pulling out information. You're not digressing into a bunch of non-essential stuff. And that is how networking is changing. It's, it's more of a one-to-many, yet it's still a one-to-one. -one. The virtual events, you may have 60 people on the event. You move into a breakout room of maybe five people. Now you've got five people to focus on. Then how do you follow up with these individuals? It's not going to be the typical, let me shoot your brochure and, and give you a pitch. You must continue to work a little bit harder, and this is where some people get uncomfortable, to create an actual relationship when you're engaging with people, much more than we used to when we were face-to-face. -face. It's not going to be about the shoes. It's not about the clothes. Now they really are getting into your head and who you are as a person. Can they trust you with their brand? Can they trust you with their budget? Can they trust that you will deliver the results?
Donna, how would you introduce yourself to our audience if you met them individually the very first time? If I was meeting you, Debbie, I would say, hi, I'm Donna Smith-Bellinger. And my next follow-up would not be an introduction of myself. It would be something as simple as what brought you to this event? Who do you need to meet while you're here? Because you don't know who I am and you really don't care who I am. And I'm not arrogant enough to think that I am just going to light up your world in 30 seconds. But I can become a person that you find memorable and interesting and helpful and engaging. And then naturally, you're going to say, well, what do you do? And at that point in time, I can say, I'm a strategic business development leader for medium businesses, sales professionals, to help them to grow their bottom line by getting more clients, selling more to their existing clients, and increasing referrals. What is most important if you are in a networking situation is to become memorable. You want them to remember you. They will remember how you made them feel before they'll remember the brand. Maya Angelou said that uh, a long time ago, that people remember you for the way that you make them feel when they're in your space. People feel very comfortable around me. That's something that I'm able to share with the people that I work with. And it is something that can be learned once you're willing to uh, make that stretch. Donna, when we first started talking about us speaking today, you had mentioned that you have been very successful in taking individuals, professionals from sluggish to that sensational sales environment that everybody wants to achieve. And you have a lot of clients who are your good referrals, and you've been very, very successful. Donna, do you primarily work with service businesses or product businesses? I work with individuals who are in consultative sales. I work with individuals who are brilliant at what they do and have difficulty communicating it into the listening of mere mortals. I would like to share with your listeners that when it comes to sales, please remember a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt that I find so helpful. Do not allow anyone to tell you no who does not also have the power to tell you yes. So this has nothing to do with ego. Just make sure that you're presenting your information to the right person. Donna, how can people access all of the wonderful services that you have to offer? Companies and individuals can work with me in several ways. First of all, I offer corporate training. I offer workshops, seminars, masterminds, and also private consulting. I will customize training to the needs of the individual or the firm. One of the topics that I speak on, and I mentioned it earlier, sales is not about wait and see. Do you want to get paid now or eventually? 
the companies and the individuals that I'm working with want to get paid now, regardless of the circumstances that are going on in the exterior, they still have responsibilities. So for that reason, I have both public and private options for them. I have group and individual options for them, and we will extract the components that need to be addressed and build the service that best suits your needs or the needs of your company. Donna, what is the best way for people to contact you? They can reach me at donnasmithbellinger.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, donna.smithbellinger. I have um, a Facebook group that they can join, and it's facebook.com slash askdsb, A-S-K-D-S-B, or Google me. And trust me, there will be pages and pages of things that you can take a look at. But I invite you to connect with me on LinkedIn. Take a look at my recommendations. I call them yes-timonials because any recommendation that an individual gives you should have the result that people read it and say, I would pay for that. And you'll see examples of that on my LinkedIn page. Donna, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your knowledge and experience on the language of business sales, how to consistently communicate competence and how to become the person that others want to do business with. You've been a pleasure today. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. This has been fun. I really appreciate it. We've known each other for a while and and it's great to have this conversation with you. Donna, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today as well. And I encourage our listeners to check out your website, DonnaSmithBellinger.com, as well as AskDSB.com. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. You have been listening to Thought Leaders Talk Business, where we tap into the minds of business consultants and professionals to gain ideas and strategies to help you gain a competitive advantage. I'm your host, Debbie Fleeman. If you would like to reach me, email me at debbief at creativetechresources.com or pick up the phone and call 847-902-4175.